up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone is having a great week. Um, I am having a great week, except for one thing. I was not expecting to go to bed in summer, 80 degrees, beautiful, wonderful weather, and then wake up in winter, 30 degrees, 30 degrees. That is way too cold for September. I was, I was expecting more of like a gradual transition into the winter season, but Mother Nature was like, Mm-mm, girl, we're not doing that. We're going all in. It was rough. I woke up the other day. I was sleeping in shorts and a t-shirt because I, like I said, I went to bed thinking it was still summer and then I wake up and suddenly we're in Antarctica. Like what? this is also the type of year where you have to change your outfit at least three times a day because uh, we usually do winter in the morning, spring in the afternoon, and then summer in the evening. So like there's not, there's not a good outfit for this time of year. So this weekend, I guess I'm, uh, it's time to transition my wardrobe into my fall and winter line of clothes. (laughs) I, in the spring, I did a video where I, like, completely reorganized my entire closet and people were like, holy crap, you have a lot of clothes. And I do, but I also have a very small space to put them in. So it's, it's, it's an illusion. It looks like I have a lot of clothes, but I really don't. And believe it or not, I've actually gotten rid of stuff and a lot of it I don't wear. I tend to stick to the same four or five outfits. So uh, most of it I don't even ever put on. And I was going through my closet the other day thinking about how I had so many cute outfits planned for the summer and I didn't get to wear any of them because I didn't do anything. So I really think I probably won't do very much shopping for clothes this winter. Like, what's even the point, you know? If I'm just going to sit in the same sweatshirt and leggings that I've had for seven years, like, what's the point of buying something new if I'm not going to wear it, you know? So that's kind of how I'm feeling, but uh, I hope maybe it's warmer where you live because I'm reconsidering my life plans just because I hate winter so much that... I think I'm going to move somewhere like Florida or California where it's warm all the time and I don't even have to worry about it being cold. Like, I can go to bed and wake up and it'll still be the same temperature, but I don't know. Winter just really bothers me. It's my least favorite season, so definitely not looking forward to that. But anyway, just a reminder that a new episode of this podcast goes up every Monday, so if you're not already, make sure you're following this podcast and listening. Um, My numbers have been going down, which is really sad, so please make sure to listen to every episode. Tell your friends, tell your family that this is a good podcast and that they should really listen to it because... I mean, I'm tr- I'm just out here trying my best, okay? I'm a student. I am trying to keep up with my YouTube channel, which is thriving, by the way, and this podcast, so it's a lot. So make sure you're keeping up, and also make sure you're following me on social media. My Instagram is at beautyandthisbrokenness, and my Twitter is at Megan underscore Dennis underscore. So there wasn't too much going on this week. Like I said, it's mainly just me venting about the weather, but I did have a very exciting day on Monday. So people have been asking me 
and I have been asking myself, what am I going to do next year? Because my two-year scholarship will be up. It'll be time to transfer to a four-year institution to finish up my bachelor's degree. And I honestly have no clue where I'm at with that. Like, I, I really thought that by the end of these two years, I would know or at least have a little bit of a better idea of what I want to do, but that hasn't happened. And I really, like, part of the reason that I took the scholarship was because it would buy me some more time and now my time is uh, slowly but surely running out so I'm trying to get my life together and figure that stuff out but I did go visit a school on Monday Uh, it was actually a really good day so one of my close friends uh, I've been friends with her for literally years and she took me to her school that she goes to and gave me a tour. I got to go to class with her. (laughs) It was super awkward being in a class at a school that I don't even go to, but it was kind of fun. I really miss being in the classroom environment. I feel like this year, um, I've been on Zoom since the beginning of the year. So, since January, I've been doing Zoom because my classes were already supposed to be synchronous anyway. So I've been on Zoom for almost a year now and uh, this was not what I planned for when I went to college. <laughs> if this was if I knew this was what it's gonna what it was gonna be like, then I honestly probably wouldn't have gone this route. But it's too late now. Like I said that my two years are almost up. So I'm just looking forward to next year when I can hopefully go somewhere and be, feel like I'm in college. Like right now it feels like I'm still in high school because I'm just sitting in my room in my pajamas doing schoolwork and it doesn't feel like I'm actually in college. So I really hope next year Corona straightens herself out so we can go back to normal life and I can be in person with my class and I really miss building relationships with my professors. I had, um, last fall, I had two or three that I was pretty close with. Like, we would talk after class and stuff like that, and I just miss, I miss that a lot. So, I really hope next year I'll be able to have a little bit of a better experience, but it was a really fun day. I enjoyed it. I don't know if that's where I will end up, but it was a really good day. I was just happy to spend time with my friend. It kind of felt like a normal day. Like, I miss the days when um, my friends and I would just go on an adventure, go somewhere all day, and it was just really fun. So, I, it kind of reminded me of what normal life is like. So, I have... I have hope for the future, and I think I think things are going to get better soon. So for today's episode, I wanted to share with you 19 things I've learned at 19. So if you don't know, I'm 19 years old and I've been I've been on this planet for a while now and I've learned a lot of valuable lessons throughout my time. So I thought I would just take this time to share some of my wisdom with you and some of these things are just 
habits that I've learned to adapt or just lessons I've learned from experiences, good experiences, bad experiences. So I just kind of wanted to share those with you today. So there's 19 of these just little things that I've learned and I have them all written down here. So number one, I have live in the moment. And I know this sounds very cliche and cheesy, but trust me, you miss out on so much of your life if you're distracted or um, if you're worrying about getting a good picture or recording everything. Because I really think the best memories are those that are not documented. And I can attest to this because I used to be the kind of person that whenever I would go somewhere or um, go to an event or something, I would always be thinking about what's the best photo op? Where's, which room has the best lighting? What poses could we do in a picture? Like, uh, making sure that I got a picture out of what I was doing. And I finally realized that the best memories always happen off camera. And even though I have a YouTube channel and a podcast dedicated to documenting my life, I think it's important to just live in the moment. Don't get distracted by things. Don't don't worry about what you have to do in the future. Like don't don't think, "Oh, I have to go home and do my homework or pay bills or whatever it is." Just just live in that moment. Enjoy those times because, you know, life is limited and we only get so many good memories. So make sure you're actually living in the moment and not on your phone or distracted by other other responsibilities in life. Number two, this is going to be a hard pill to swallow for some of you, but do not let other adults disrespect you because you are younger than them. See, older people think that somehow we automatically owe them respect and they think that they are older and wiser than us younger people and that may be true in some instances but that doesn't mean that you've earned my respect you know I think respect is a two-way street like if you respect me I'll respect you because I've seen so many adults that are older than me who spend their entire day on Facebook attacking people in the comments so I don't think your age says any anything about the amount of respect that you should be given because I know people my age who are the most educated, talented, mature people I've ever met and then I have adults that act like 12-year-olds. Like, it's not a matter of age, it's it's a matter of maturity and if you respect me, then I'll respect you but if it doesn't go both ways, then you haven't earned my respect. The next thing is to put effort into things that are actually going to get you somewhere. And what I mean by that is I've spent a lot of time, many years, building up a good resume. And I think I want to do an episode dedicated to that. But what I'm saying is a lot of people who are my age think they have to go out and get a job that pays ten dollars an hour whether that's working at McDonald's or working at Walmart or somewhere like that whereas I I've always taken the route that experience 
is what's going to make me rich in the future. And what I mean by that is I've spent so many years being a part of advisory boards, 4-H, volunteering. I did all of those things and no, they didn't pay very well. I um, worked obviously at a bookstore and a coffee shop locally and those things didn't pay very well, but Ultimately, they gave me the experience that I'm going to need to get a good job in the future. And I'm really a fan of long-term payoffs. Like, no, I may not be rich now, but in the future, when I go to apply for my job that's in the actual career field that I want, they're going to look at my experience and see that I've done all these things. And that makes me way more qualified than someone who spent three years flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, if that makes sense. So always put effort in things that are actually going to get you somewhere in life. Don't spend your time doing things that aren't aren't important, or they may seem like they're important right now, but if they don't matter in the end, then there's you need to spend your time putting effort into things that are actually going to help you get somewhere. Number four, Every second counts. This is also something that sounds very cliche and something that everyone should already know, but I want to emphasize the importance of time management here because when I got to college, time management became the most important skill I needed. And a lot of people struggle with this, I feel like, or you know, we all procrastinate getting things done, but I'm a, f- I'm a huge fan of multitasking. If you can do two things at once without decreasing your efficiency, then you should do that. Like, I remember I used to go to the gym and I would do my reading assignments on the treadmill. Like, that's probably a bit extreme But really, once you become an adult and you have more and more responsibilities, you're really going to need those time management skills to block out parts of your day, figure out what you need to be doing at what time. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest skills I've needed in college, especially, is just being super, super organized and making sure I'm always doing things that are productive. Like, I don't waste my time on social media or um, watching YouTube. Like, obviously, there are times I set aside to do those things, but for the most part, like, I believe every second of the day counts and you should be using that time. You can be using that time to get stuff done and, you know, kind of goes along with the last thing. Put effort into things that are actually going to get you somewhere. Put your time into things that are going to get you somewhere. That all falls into the same category. The next thing I wrote is what you see on social media isn't real life. And this is becoming more and more relevant these days is you can go on social media and we spend hours scrolling and scrolling. We see, I don't even know how many, hundreds of posts and photos and tweets a day. And we put so much effort into our presence on social media and making our profiles look good. And I think it's very deceiving 
I think social media can be very deceiving because someone can post a picture of themselves smiling and looking like they're on top of the world when that's actually not what's going on in real life. You know, maybe they're struggling with something. Maybe they have a family a family issue or mental health. Like, those pictures on Instagram are just a split second in someone's life, and it doesn't tell their whole story. And I think that's something we need to be more aware of, especially as mental health and suicide are becoming bigger issues, and we need to pay more attention to that stuff. We need to check on our friends and say, hey, are you okay? Like, just because they posted a picture of themselves on smo- on social media smiling and acting all happy, it doesn't mean that that's, that was the story behind the photo. Like, there can, there's always more to a picture, I think, and um, that's just something I've realized, especially over the last year, just as someone who consumes social media and as someone who has struggled with things like I a lot of times when I'm sad I will post on social media because it's kind of like I don't know it kind of gives me a feeling of knowing that people are still paying attention to me I don't know if that makes sense at all but just be more aware of what you're seeing on social media and a lot of times what's happening in those posts and photos isn't real life This is something that I still to this day struggle with, and that is stop trying to please other people. Just stop. Stop doing it. Stop trying to put other people's happiness before your own. If there's one thing I've learned in this past couple months, it's that your happiness is so important And a lot of times we spend, we put so much effort into trying to please people that aren't going to stay in our lives forever. And before you know it, you've wasted three months of your time putting in effort and trying to make someone happy and then they just leave. So I've learned to take better care of myself and I've learned that it's okay to say no. Believe it or not, it's okay to say no. If you are pushing yourself to the max and someone asks you to do something that A, you just don't have time for, or B, you you genuinely just don't want to do, then don't do it. Don't have the mindset of, if I don't do this, that I'm not making this person happy or I'm not pleasing them or they're going to be disappointed in me. Because, like I said, people don't stay in your lives forever. Eventually, that person is probably going to leave. But, you know, your happiness is way more important than that. You need to start putting yourself first and start taking better care of yourself. And I'm still working on that. But I've, I, I'm thankful that I've had the time to put into myself rather than other people and You just need to stop trying to make everyone happy. The next thing I put down on my list is something that's actually financial related. And I don't talk about money a lot just because it's kind of kind of a subject that's touchy to me. I don't know why. It just makes me uncomfortable to talk about money. But um, this is really just about saving for something better instead of settling for something cheaper short term. And I don't know if like I... I can't explain it. It's hard to explain, but 
I'm a very impulsive buyer. So if I want something and I have to wait to get it because I am an impatient person, I will go to a store and find something that's probably similar to the product that I was originally looking at, but it's probably a lot cheaper and not exactly what I wanted. And I'll get that one instead just because I can have it that same day. And what I've learned is that if you're just patient and if you save your money, you can probably get something better than that. And you don't have to waste your money on something cheap when it's not when it's not even really what you wanted, I guess. And I think this can be relevant, especially when you're like looking at cars or um, looking at a new computer or something that's a pretty big purchase, you know? my mindset is if I'm going to make a big purchase, then I want it to be something that I'm going to love and that's going to be worth the money. And I don't want to throw away my money at something that's not exactly what I want or not in it, or it's not exactly what I want it to do. Like I would rather wait and save up the money until I can finally make the purchase and get the thing that I actually want. So that's just a little um, financial advice for you, but I wanted to put it, include it in here because, you know, as I'm getting older and having more responsibilities, money is something that I've had to learn about and learn how to manage my own finances, and I'm still learning a lot about it, but I just wanted to share that with you. The next thing on my list is don't sell yourself short. I wrote this down because it is something I've learned from the situations that I've been through in the past few months. And if you want a rundown on that, you can listen to my previous episode. I think I titled it Letting Go or something where I talked about some things that I went through over the past few months over like quarantine and stuff. But ultimately the thing I got out of that was I didn't deserve to be treated the way I was treated. Like you can, you can tell me that there were things that I could have done better and there probably were, but ultimately I did not deserve to be ghosted for three months. And this kind of goes along with the thing I said about putting your own happiness first and not just settling for less, but don't sell yourself short. Don't, don't just say this is the best I can get because if you settle for something that's not exactly what you want or it's not exactly what you deserve, then you're missing out on that future opportunity to, you know, be with someone who is even better or have a way better job. And you're missing out on that. And, you know, that's something I always have to remind myself of is that things things are going to get much better than they were. Like, I was happy at the beginning of all of that, but I just think about how happy I'll be when I actually have the life that I deserve and I find that happiness one day. And I'm glad I didn't just settle for less and I I know how much I'm worth now. And I just want to say that to anyone who is in a toxic relationship or in a part of their life where things just maybe aren't going well is you are worth so much more than that and you don't deserve anything less 
and you deserve so much better than what you're getting. And trust me, that something is out there. You just have to go and find it and you're never going to experience that if you just settle for the bare minimum. So don't sell yourself short. Realize how much you're worth because once you do, I promise you, your life will get better and you will be able to step away from those toxic environments and you'll be on your way to a better life. Okay, guilt is something that I have dealt with a lot in my life. And I wrote down, don't let people guilt trip you for not doing something. Like I said before, I'm a people pleaser. I love to make people happy. That's just who I am. (laughs) But you can't let them control how you feel. Like, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. And the people who guilt trip you aren't the kind of people you want to have in your life anyway. So just, just get out of that. Like, don't let, don't let someone tell you how you should feel or make you feel bad about something. Because I am the type of person who has a hard time saying no to people and I will think about it. If I say no to something, then I will feel bad for it for like a week. And I'll always just go back and think, oh, I should have just done it and made that person happy. But in the end, it wasn't my fault for... I shouldn't be feeling bad for not doing something that I didn't want to do you know, people shouldn't control your emotions like that. And um, people who do guilt trip you after you say no to something are not the kind of people you want to be around, trust me. And again, going back to what I said about putting your own happiness first, I want to say to everyone who is in a toxic relationship or is in any kind of position with someone where you are the only one making an effort to communicate, then stop. Trust me, I've been there. But I think every relationship is a two-way street, right? Like you take 50%, I take 50%. That's how it should work. You shouldn't be doing any more than that. If you're putting in 75, 80, 85, 90% of the effort and the other person is doing nothing, then you're basically just wasting your time. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. You're wasting your time and that person does not care about you as much as you care about them. Because if they cared about you at all, they would be doing their part. And if you're doing, if you're the only one reaching out, communicating, whatever it is, then that relationship obviously doesn't mean something to the other person. And again, you can't settle for less than what you deserve. If you settle for less, if you settle for someone who never talks to you, never communicates with you, then you're never going to have the chance to find someone who does. And you're missing out on all of that if you just settle for the bare minimum. So get out of toxic relationships. If we have a motto for 2020, can it be just end every toxic relationship? Because everyone deserves to be happy. Everyone deserves to be treated like a queen or a king. And if you're not being treated like a king or a queen, then you need to find someone who will treat you like that. Because trust me, those type of people are out there and it's definitely not the person 
that you're with or talking to or whatever it is. And this goes for family relationships, friend relationships, relationship relationships. Anytime when you're the only one putting in effort, just stop and put your time and energy into people who do give you effort because once you do, you'll be so much happier, I promise. Okay, this next thing is something I am personally still working on and we all know, we all know that I am very much a stickler for my routines. I've done a lot of routine-based episodes. I've done a lot of routine-based videos. You've seen my morning routine, my night routine, my exercise routine, my makeup routine. I am very much a follower to my routines. I follow them religiously. I do the exact same thing every single day, and I definitely do not enjoy change. Change is not my friend, (laughs) and I have a very hard time whenever plans change or I have to shift my routine. Like, I struggle with that so much, so I'm making it a goal to be a more flexible person, especially, like, during college and just in your working life, you're going to have to learn to adapt to different routines and environments and schedules. So I really need to start working on that, but I just encourage you to be open to change and embrace it. Even if it's a bad change, then there's obviously a reason that it happened. So if you just give it some time, then eventually you'll see what that reason was. And it was probably... It was probably an improvement to your life. So don't look at change as the enemy. Look look at it as a fresh start. You know, like I had to change a lot of things about my routine when quarantine started. And now um, I've, I think I've become a much happier person because I've gotten to spend time on myself, spend time doing things that I actually like and enjoy doing. So sometimes change can be a good thing. We just have to learn to be flexible. Number 12, you can't make someone into someone they're not. Basically what I'm saying is you can't change other people. There have been times in my life where where someone would do something terrible to me or they were just a bad person in general and I would make up excuses for them and I would try to make them a better person in my head when in reality the only reason they change is if they want to change you can't you can't make someone change i believe you can influence you can be an influence in someone's life but you can't change them as a person um it's very very hard for someone to change their ways but ultimately the only time they're going to change is if they themselves want to. You can't you can't make that happen and you can't make them a different person in your in your head. Because again, like I said earlier, we need to put our time and energy into people that are going to benefit our lives and not ruin them. But you can't change other people. The only person you can change is yourself. You don't you have the power to change yourself, but you can't change other people. The next thing kind of goes along with that, and it's don't change for other people, just be yourself. I feel like I've had a lot of experience with with this, and I've been in situations before where 
I would change something about myself to seem more, I don't know, admirable to other people. And I realized that life is too short to spend your whole life being someone that you aren't. And I don't know about you, but I want people to like me for me. Like, I don't want to have to change or be a different person around someone just for them to like me. Like, I want them to like the real me, if that makes sense. And you'll feel so much better once you're able to be yourself around people because you know that they love you for who you are and they've seen you at probably your worst times and your best times. Like, my best friend has seen me through the absolute worst. The absolute worst, darkest days of my life. And she's still around. And never once have I pretended to be someone I'm not around her. And I think that just makes our friendship so much better is that we're both able to just completely just be ourselves and put up with the other person's weaknesses and for me definitely a lot of those but I just think it's so much better to have people even if it's fewer people I'd rather have fewer people that actually care about me and like me for me versus a whole group of people that only see me as this fake person that I pretend to be Whenever I have made a bad decision, or any decision in general, my motto is always, you only live once. YOLO. YOLO. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> that's, that's what I've said every time before I made a bad decision, and 90% of the time, it did end up being a bad decision, but um, I, just, I just think it's important to have the mindset of realizing how short life really is. And if we don't, if we don't take risks, then we're never going to learn anything. Like if we spend our whole lives coloring inside the lines, then what if there's something out there that's better and bigger, but we're never going to know because we just are afraid to take those risks. I always look at it as it can go two ways. A, it's either going to be the best experience of your life and you're not going to regret it, or B, you're going to learn a valuable lesson from it. Like, I believe everything happens for a reason, and if you take the risk and it ends up being something that is more bad than good, you're still going to learn from that, and... I, that's how I've learned a lot of my lessons. That's how I came up with the things on this list is from experiences that I've had when times where I've taken risks that have either turned out really good or really bad. But ultimately, I just want you to be able to not be afraid to put yourself out there and take risks because you don't get to experience life if you just stay inside your own little circle and comfort zone. Okay, next, this is kind of, this kind of has to do with the thing I said about being yourself, but it's to own your style. Be authentic, basically. And for me, I learned this because I consider myself to be not such a creative person, 
and I've always told myself that I don't have the ability to come up with my own ideas and and I need inspiration for everything I do so I'll look at other people's work or styles or whatever it is and I wouldn't say that I copy it but I I get a lot of inspiration from other people and that that's definitely not a bad thing but I think it's important to be able to create your own style of things and again going back to the thing I said about taking risks is sometimes you just have to risk it and um, maybe Maybe your style is a little more bold than someone else's and that's okay. But be authentic. Don't don't make yourself into someone you're not. Like I said, own your style and be creative. Like I I feel like I'm such I'm a much more creative person now that I've branched out and I've kind of learned to create my own style and my own um my own work rather than taking someone else's and making it into mine you know and I feel like I've gotten a lot better at that as I've learned that I I am in fact a creative person and I have the ability to create my own style and be different from everyone else like I think having your own style and being authentic is what makes each person unique number 16 don't let anyone tell you what to believe This I cannot stress enough. I don't care what your parents believe, your grandparents believe, your best friend believes. I don't care. I think as an individual, we are entitled to our own opinions and beliefs. And something, this has become such an issue these days is that people aren't willing to accept that other people have different beliefs than them and that's how arguments get started whereas if we all just accept that everyone is different and has their own beliefs and opinions and I think we need to be better about seeing both sides to things like I've anytime I get in a debate with someone I always try to put myself in their shoes and see where they're coming from Like, maybe you can learn something from that. I don't know. But own your beliefs. Don't let someone else tell you what to believe just because that's how you were brought up or that's what your family believes. Like, you don't have to believe the same thing as them. You're entitled to your own opinions and your own beliefs, and no one can change that. This next thing is something that I am still working on, but it is to act your own age. And for me, I feel like I've embraced that more this year than any other year. I, I'm not so censored anymore. Like before, I would hide a lot of things and there's still a lot of stuff that people have no idea about me. But I really want to try to stop being so censored and act my own age. Like I am 19 years old. I'm not 12 anymore. And yes, I'm an adult and I consider myself to be a mature adult for the most part, but I'm also still young and I also like have a lot of things I want to experience when I'm young and things I want to do that maybe aren't most adultish. But again, life is short. You know, you have to 
just live your life and not worry about what other people think. That's that's a big thing for me this year is trying to stop caring what other people think because, again, I want people to like me for me and I'm not going to be a fake person anymore. Okay, number 18. You have to work for what you want in life. Unless you're a celebrity, which if you're a celebrity, you probably aren't listening to this podcast, but if you're an average person like me, middle class, you probably don't get things handed to you. And you've probably heard your parents say money doesn't grow on trees. Well, that's true. And you don't make money by sitting at home all day. You have to actually go out and earn it. And I am actually very fortunate to be brought up the way I was where things weren't handed to me all the time and I actually had to earn earn things I wanted. Like when I was probably eight, I was obsessed with American Girl Dolls. Fun fact, I actually had a whole website dedicated to American Girl Dolls. But if you don't remember, those dolls are very expensive. I think they were they were around $100. I have no idea how much they are now, but they were very expensive. And all I wanted was one of those dolls. And for Christmas, my parents set up a reward system for me. Like if I did all my chores and I forget what all was on there, like I had a whole chart, I would get a sticker and each sticker was like worth so much towards the doll. And by the end, when I completed my chart, I got the doll. And so I learned even back then how important it was to earn what you want and things aren't just going to get handed to you. So that has definitely helped me, especially as an adult where I've become more independent and having to actually work for things I want, especially things that are very expensive. And I just think it's so important to, you know, have that mindset and be able to work and earn the things you want and it and it does feel good I really think that hard work does pay off and it feels so good whenever you can finally treat yourself or get get whatever new thing it is that you want like once you get that and you feel really good because you know you earned it and someone didn't just give it to you okay number 19 very last thing I want to say and it's also very cliche and it's be grateful for what you have. I think we don't realize how fortunate we really are. I definitely did not realize how fortunate I was to have the life that I had before everything kind of fell apart. Like I now I really try to incorporate gratitude into my routine. I keep a gratitude journal now and every day I just find one thing, one thing that I'm grateful for and I write it down because life is short and one day those things could all be gone and you are probably more fortunate than a lot of people because you know poverty is still a thing so even just having a roof over your head is something that you can be grateful for or having having a bed to sleep in because some people don't have that or you know, it could just all be gone in one day. So I've really tried to realize how fortunate I am and being grateful for what I have instead of just always wanting more because 
you know, life is short. Things can be gone. Things can get taken away from us. And it's so important to just live in the moment and be grateful for what you have. So that is the end of my list. That was 19 things I've learned at age 19. And I feel, I feel very wise. I feel like I'm a very wise person now. And there's been a lot of things that I've gone through to realize these things and hard lessons. Some of them were very hard lessons to learn, but ultimately I feel like I've learned a lot and I can use these experiences in my future. And I hope maybe you learned something too. So if you did enjoy this episode, please make sure to like it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, however you're listening, and give us a review and rating and tell your friends and family about it. Maybe they need to learn some of these things. So just say, hey, go listen to this awesome podcast and you will learn everything you need to know about life. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope everyone has an amazing week and I will talk to you in the next episode.